Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. fue tremenda. I wanted to make something sacred. Una película que diera las alucinaciones de LSD. Si tomara LSD to change the young mind of all the world. Michel Siduc said to me, I want to make a new picture with you. What do you want to do? I say, Dune. And he said, yes. C'était le plus beau livre de science-fiction. La Bible de la science-fiction. Succès d'édition mondiale. I didn't read Dune, but I have a friend who said it was fantastic. 3,000 drawings. I shoot the picture, point of view, movement of the camera, dialogue. Designing the spaceships, the clothes, the whole look of his world. The castle. Open the mouth. Uh, the spaceship came in the tongue. His vision was so huge, so beyond what anybody else was doing at that time. Things that George Lucas wasn't even going to try with Star Wars. It's enormous. Part of Hollow's genius was finding the right people. David Carradine, Mick Jagger, Dali as the Mad Emperor of the Galaxy. Dali said, can I have a burning giraffe? All right, all right, we'll have burning giraffe. Or somewhere else. Yeah, I say, I don't want to do it. I said, if you do the picture, I will hire the chef of the restaurant and you will eat as here every day. And I say, I do it. Giger nunca había hecho películas. I say to Giger, I need you as you are. Alejandro completely motivated you. It was wonderful. We will change the world. People did not do this film because they were afraid of his imagination. This is a movie that has its fingerprints all over so many other movies. Blade Runner, William Gibson, Matrix. Giger, he make the monster of Alien. And Hollywood start to use my group. It always leads back to Jodorowsky. Could be fantastic, no? You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. That's right, Bill. You fucking tell him.
The whole fucking thing sucks! Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Hello? <sighs> Here's yet another episode we'll probably get fucking banned for. Coming, uh, coming at you live! We're not or, banned yet. We're not banned yet. We're not banned... Well, yeah. I was, I was just joking with Scott that I uploaded the... Well, it's not a joke. But I, <laughs> I uploaded last week's episode to YouTube and was the the episode was was flagged faster than any episode I've ever uploaded before. Before it was almost done processing, it was flagged and it was blocked worldwide. And I told Scott, I said we have another episode that's up, a cool world that's also uh, blocked worldwide. Which did end up in a, a strike against us, which I appealed, and we're in the process of that right now. And but, then mis- but cool, but cool world's still available to watch. Cool world is still of av- uh, no, it's not. It's uh, I don't believe it is. Is it? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you, uh, yeah, you might be. Yeah, all, that, might, that's still available. You might only be able to watch it on YouTube though. Like on your phone, your video game console, through As your TV. To... When they block something, they can block everything but YouTube, like say through... I'm sorry, I, I, was, I wasn't specific enough. Uh, they can block everything but YouTube through a, a browser. Like say your computer browser. Okay. Uh, or if you are doing it from a tablet, you can't use the YouTube app. You can only use the browser. All it's right. not as good. But so, yeah, if, if uh, on the browser, it's it's accessible. Correct. Yeah, it's got but, as many views as Krull does right now. But this which, one, Mr. Bean, isn't viewable anyway. It's blocked right. completely. As I'm saying, that this this one is not even in the um, appeal status. It's, it's so, still in the, uh, we own this shit. I, so I was, yeah, I was telling Scott that we might have to hold off on uploading anything but slideshow episodes, like older because, episodes. Because there's been a lot of um pirate sharing of mr bean's holiday yeah it's a problem it's (laughs) this is bigger than like when they leaked wolverine bigger yeah it's bigger than the hackers right now threatening uh companies like disney uh and uh saying that hey we're going Uh, what's what's the newest one with um it's the uh the pirates of the caribbean Caribbean. yeah they threatened them that they were going (laughs) to release it or if they don't Give, basically, they said if you don't give us money, we're going to release it on the internet before the movie comes out. No, but they said they're going to release pieces of it, like 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 body parts from a kidnapper. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> um, now, they, they did that with Orange Is the New Black. Uh, yes, they someone, did. Yeah, and and they refused they refused to uh, to negotiate with the kidnappers, yeah, you and never, so they released it. You never negotiate with terrorists. No, you never um, negotiate. Um, so so they, I think the first they, four episodes of Orange Is the New Black was uploaded. Yeah, something. I, I don't know how many, but I know that, that they um, they call, tried the, they called their bluff, and then they weren't bluffing. They released it, so, and they're doing the same thing with uh, pirates. They're like, no, we're not, we're not giving that to you. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, although I haven't seen it around on the internet, so maybe they actually did get paid and well, they're keeping I, well, it hush the, hush. No, well, the first part they they said they're not going to pay, but so you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Got it. Well, I think it yeah. gets, I think it's re- releasing tomorrow. Well, they could they could. They could dump it tomorrow and fuck with their opening weekend. That's you know what shit. I didn't think of that. That's probably what they're gonna fucking do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so basically, I was telling Scott to go. 
you know, Mr. Bean's holiday, that's going to be the end of our YouTube channel, for real. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? So, one of two things will come out of this. And I told Scott, and I'll tell our listening audience this as well. I really enjoy the slideshow episodes that we do. I think they're, they're, they're really well done. I think they keep your attention. Um, as much as say a film playing in the background possibly even more so because you get all these really cool visuals you know that you might or realistically miss in while it's playing in the background Mm -hmm. so if we end up with two strikes on our account which is very possible because that could happen with cool world and now mr bean's holiday we cannot risk uploading anything new uh at all that would garner us a strike. So we would probably go almost strictly to slideshow uh, video playing in the background. Which isn't a big deal, really. It really isn't. It's just a little bit more work on our end, that's all. It's actually a lot more work because we have to download the screenshots and then we have to basically create the the two-hour video from it um, to play in the background every single week. Right. Whereas we're just playing the movie and you guys get to watch it with us. That's mm-hmm. the difference. So, I mean, we already got a lot of shit on our plate, but obviously, fuck YouTube. We're we're not ending the show. We're, we're going strong. We're actually yeah. doing better than we've ever done. It's, uh, it's something I'm very excited about again. Not that I ever wasn't. It's just that now we're getting new subscribers like every day. Yes, Every single day, we're getting new people subscribing. And the reason that's happening is because we're putting all this content out and people are gravitating towards it. That, that's how that works. You yes. know, we might not get, you know, 25,000 or 50,000 subscribers or more. We're never really going to make money doing this. I mean, we may, but it's just something we like to do. Mm-hmm. So I would like to continue doing that. And, and this week, we'd like to continue doing um, listener. Uh, requests. That's right. And we'll be doing that with... Yodorovsky's Dune and The Death of Superman Lives. Uh, both requested by email. This was not requested uh, from from the, uh, from the website. Or, I'm sorry, it wasn't requested from our uh, YouTube page, which was also forwarded to our Facebook page where we actually ask people to send us requests. This was actually from someone that has visited the site and said, hey, guys, would you consider reviewing this? And his name is Steve Brooks, and he's from the UK. So, uh, and what I like about his challenge uh, is that both documentaries are actually very similar. They're both unmade films. Both famous for being unmade. Which, I not that I didn't put the, the two together, but after watching, because I had already seen Yodorovsky's Dune, but then after watching The Death of Superman Lives, it had a ver- Death of Superman Lives had a very similar style to Yodorovsky's Dune, where it uses a lot of uh, pictures and drawings and um, some reenactment type stuff uh, that kind of told the story of what it could have been, things of that nature. So I really like this challenge. Um, I don't know if we'll do it justice per se because there's just so much content. There's only so much you can talk about. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I still like the challenge. So we're starting with Yodorovsky's Dune with Alejandro Yodorovsky. Uh, 
and the the documentary kind of chronologicals his career leading up to Dune, uh, like you know things like El Topo and the Holy Mountain, which got him or Fando Yilis, which is on the screen right now. Uh, that really got him pushed in the direction of what do you want to do next? We'll give you anything. We love what you do. What are we doing? And he said, I want to do Dune. And it just kind of snowballed from there. It just got bigger and bigger and bigger. He built this team, H.R. Uh, Geiger, and um, what's his face? Um, the guy that did Alien. O'Brien? No, not O'Brien. He did Return of the Living Dead. What the hell's his name? Geiger? No, Geiger, but the, the other guy, too. Wasn't the other guy also involved with uh, Jodorowsky's Dune? The guy that that wrote uh, Return of the Living Dead? Oh, um... O'Brien? Was it O'Brien? I watched... I, I watched... I watched Superman Lives sooner, so I'm... A, I'm you're jogging my memory here. Yeah. I, I watched... Uh, I kind of... I had already seen Jodorowsky's Dune, but I kind of watched... Uh, uh, bits and pieces to kind of get my memory back. And I want to say that... See, now I need to know what his fucking name is because I'm, I I should know it just right off the fucking bat. But I'm, well, if you're going to talk about him, yeah. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's O'Brien. You're talking uh, talk about Dan O'Bannon? Dan O'Bannon. Fuck me. Yeah. Yes, Dan O'Bannon. I'm saying O'Brien. I'm, I'm like, it's O-something. He's Irish. I, <laughs> That's what I remember. Dan O'Bannon. Yes. He yeah. was also involved. Uh, Geiger was involved, or Geiger, however it's fucking pronounced. I've always said Geiger. I've always said Geiger, too. Um, you have all these people involved. Pink Floyd was going to do the soundtrack. Mick Jagger, <laughs> Mick Jagger was going to be it. Orson Welles was going to be it. David didn't Carradine. He a, didn't he have a different band for each like planet? Um, you know, I don't really remember if that was the case. I just yeah, it, he was it, like he was it was like, it was like a different band was gonna do each planet's music. I thought like Queen was doing one, and then like I thought Sting was gonna do one. And that would probably make sense because Sting actually ended up in David Lynch's doing it in 1984. Mm. But um, yeah, it, it just very very interesting. Uh, just what this film could have been. Well, it's it's one of those things, too, but it, it never could have been. And that that's the big difference between this and Superman, uh, the death of Superman, uh, is that Jodorowsky's Dune never could have been. It is impossible. Yeah, it was it was it, an it was, artist. It was too big. It was an artist left to its his own devices, and that's there's nothing worse than an artist left to his own devices. It, the the budget would have been like 300 400 million it would have been a 4 or 5 hour movie it had nothing to do with the dune novels you think the dune fans were pissed off at, at uh fucking Lynch, um, Lynch's? At lynch you think they hated him for his changes <laughs> <laughs> no i think enough uh, and, i think enough of it would have been there that yeah the diehards would have been a, you know oh my god but Everyone else would have been okay. No, you know, no, they wouldn't have. You know why? Because Jodorowsky even said, "It's like, well, no, I'm not doing the book." Now you say Jodorowsky. Jodorowsky, whatever. 
Well, and and I always I've always heard it, and they say it in the documentary. So, but it's yo the J sounds like a Y. Yodorovsky. Yeah, I'm mispronouncing it. No, no, I, yeah. I, I'm just going to continue saying Yodorovsky. You can no, say Yodorovsky if you, you want. You say I wasn't correcting you. You're saying it right. Go for it. I'm just saying I was just finding yeah. it fascinating that we're both saying it differently. I'm not yeah, saying no, you're wrong. I am. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm admitting <laughs> it. I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> um, but. They they've actually they've they've actually talked about making Dune the way he wanted to now. Well, now now and it would be what's interesting. Possible. Well, what's interesting about it is Denis Villeneuve. I, I'm sure I pronounced that wrong, but the guy that directed Arrival, um, that and director, the alien, right? The new Alien film he just did. Arrival, yeah. Um, oh, no, I, I thought I thought he directed the new Alien film. Alien Covenant. Yeah. Did he? I thought that was him. If it is, I, I, I've heard really good things about it. Or am I confusing? No, something no, else no, 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 no. Uh, I think Alien like, Covenant was uh, Ridley Scott. No, no, it, no. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of Blade Runner. He's directing Blade. He's Runner. directing the new Blade Runner. That's I, I knew it was one of those. Uh, yeah. Dear God, why are they making another one film? But I just got them mixed up between Blade Runner yeah. and Alien. Uh, Ridley Scott did do do, do is doing did yeah fuck did do the new Alien Covenant. Ridley Scott, right. but right. And uh, Ridley Scott didn't do the new Blade Runner, which is why it might have a chance of being good. It's gonna be good because uh, I, I'm not gonna go that far. D- Denis Villeneuve or Villeneuve, he's a fucking talented director. And he the is. reason the reason why I'm bringing him up is because he's directing Dune. They're giving him Dune. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. Not that he does, uh, but Yodorovsky's Dune, but does elements of it. But Villeneuve's Dune yeah. could just as well be the next Jodorowsky's Dune because yeah. it's it's there's you know it's still in development. It's you know they're not filming or you know in pre-production yet. Yeah, he's a so, very visionary, very visionary I, director. I and love him as a director, but again, you know, it, it it takes a screenplay as well, and it certainly does. Yes, it certainly does. So I, I really I think Dune for the first time, even though I do like the David Lynch film, uh, for the first time, has a real shot at being a really great film. Again. I'll hold, all res- I'll hold all reservations until I see Blade Runner, to be honest. Because if Blade Runner, it's like, ah, I don't well, know about this, then Blade I might Runner? have some issues with Dune. Well, I, again, Ridley Scott's not directing it. That is correct. So that's a positive. I do like Ridley Scott's Blade Runner. And I know, even you, I know you don't. I, I, I really don't. I, you, I know you don't, really don't. Don't drag me into the Ridley Scott discussion. I'm not going to do that. Oh, yeah, the I, other film he did was Prisoners. With Hugh Jackman, Which I still haven't seen. I haven't seen either, but it's like in the top twenty on it's IMDb. On oh yeah, it's on my list. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be incredible. Yeah, fuck fuck Ridley Scott. He's a fucking whore. <laughs> he only has like 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 fifty films in development. Yeah, all right. He attaches a name to anything that sounds like it might be something. Yeah, I fucking hate him. He also did Sicario, which I also heard was fucking amazing. Which I also haven't seen. And I haven't seen that either. Did a film called Enemy. Which one is that? Enemy. That's, that's, um, we talked about that. That's oh, with, uh, is that the one Bubble where his, his. Bubble Boy meets his doppelganger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. 
Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's, it's also... Yeah, we talked about this when we saw Arrival. I have all of his films on my to-watch list, and I haven't watched any of them. Except for Arrival, because we did it for the Oscars. Well, that, I said, yeah, beyond that, yeah. I haven't seen anything else he's done. <laughs> it's just that everything else he's done is supposed to be excellent. Yeah, I've heard yeah, nothing but good things. Oh, oh, man. Ridley Scott. Ridley. Ridley. What was the last good thing he directed? Um... What was, what was the last good thing he directed? Exactly. No, he's done something. <laughs> good? Yeah. Uh, the last thing he directed that I liked, I'm I just che- I'm cheating and taking a quick look, is Matchstick Men, 2003. I did like Matchstick Men. I, I thought, but, you know. As oh, far I, as you a, know what? I did like The Martian. I liked it a lot. I uh, ha- haven't seen it, but. The Martian? Yes, you've seen The Martian. No, I haven't. Oh, The Martian. That no, that was shit. No, it wasn't. That was very good. That was that was. Eh. Yeah, it was. It was good. <laughs> it was it good. Was definitely not. I, I, you know what? I did like American Gangster with Denzel Washington. Nah, I, I, I mean, it's not a great film, but I did like it. Oh, you know what? Uh, well, no, no, it's before. No, everything after Hannibal was like I could give a shit. I did. I loved Black Hawk Down, but you're not in the war films. Well, that's that's before Matchstick Men. It is before. Yeah, Hannibal. I, I liked Hannibal. His, his vert, his yeah, cool. his rendition was excellent. A lot yeah. of a lot. You know what? You know why I liked it even more? Because a lot of people gave him shit about it. Because uh, he didn't stay strictly like exactly to the book. He did make some changes, and people had uh, issues with it. He they they made they made him write the book so they could do another movie. Yeah. So, yeah, why would the fuck would he give a shit about sticking to the book? Yeah, and, you know, they got shit for not having Jodie Foster in it. Uh, you know, they had uh, Julianne Moore instead, who, I mean, you couldn't get more opposite from Jodie Foster. Julianne Moore's a redhead, Jodie Foster's a blonde. I like Julianne Moore in it. Oh, I, I like Julianne Moore a lot. I think she's an excellent actress. So I had no issues with her in the part. It's just that Only- people are so used to one person because the original Silence of the Lambs is um Asshole. It, it, well in so many ways it's an iconic film so they only see yeah. one person as Clarice yeah, Manhunter was better um my only problem well, I, well my only problem with Hannibal marginally marginally no my only problem with Hannibal the movie hmm. was I don't understand how um, if you have, she's the FBI agent running this operation. They have on mic someone disobeying her orders. The mission is botched, and somehow all the blame goes on her. <laughs> it's like we, you know, like it's 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 recorded, it's documented. Right. This I this I told him don't do this. He did it. How is this my fault? I, that, that's only I remember. Like I was ready to give the film up right there. I was like this is bullshit. Really, really. Right? This is how professional. Yeah, they don't cover their asses. Okay, come on. I, I, I was that annoyed me. But other than that, but anyway, yeah. Fuck Ridley Scott. Uh, Blade Runner. I actually just watched the Blade Runner trailer today. I was on a trailer kick today. Oh really? Yeah, I fell down this rabbit hole. I was like working on um, like my emails in the morning, and then I I, uh, I checked. I was getting some TV shows because Fargo's out now, and uh, I, that's a show I need to start watching. Oh, it, oh, like Fargo's out, and um, and uh, Better Call Saul is out, 
and the new Archer's out. And so from there, I, I just like just, like started watching movie trailers. Next thing I know, it's like four o'clock. So what the fuck happened? <laughs> I'm still in my pajamas. What happened? I yeah. But um, I watched the new Blade Runner trailer, and it's all right. I, I you know I'm, I don't I'm not a big fan of the original. So I like I really like the original film. Um, mm. I can't say that I'm waiting with bated breath to see this film. There's very few movies that I will do that with these days. Blade Runner is not one of them. I'm interested no. to see his take on it. I think Ryan Gosling is an is a is an excellent actor. I yeah. don't really care that Harrison Ford is in it, but I understand that he probably has to be. Uh-huh. I don't know how big his role is. He'll probably end up dying in the movie. <laughs> to be Good. honest, um if they're smart, they won't kill him. But if they do, I'm sure it'll work. It does put to rest, in my opinion, that he's not an android. But here, here, here's the thing. According to... Although he could still age, but he would have been... According, con- Go ahead, I'm sorry. According to Ridley Scott, he definitely was. And that's why the director's cut has the whole unicorn thing to show that he is a simulant. So, the, the sequel is going against that. Either that, or he was made special enough that he could age and live a normal life, whereas the which, others, the other ones, is, were meant to just expire. But that was something that was added at the end of the theatrical version in the in the voiceover to explain how him running away with the girl wasn't going to be like a like a, a two month tragedy. Right. So even that goes against the director's vision. So fans of Blade Runner, I would think would be already annoyed unless they explained it beautifully in the film which they could they could um yeah. to be honest just the way this director works i wouldn't be surprised if if they're gonna but if they make it work i i i, I guarantee that the, i'm sure visually it's going to be stunning and visually it will be layered and have a lot of um and, and the thing text, is you know textual what is imagery what isn't visually stunning these fucking days no 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 uh, how about um, that Camelot film that just came out? Oh, you mean the new King Arthur film? <laughs> yeah. The one that the one, one that, the one that cost like almost uh, two hundred million that made nothing. One that the one that nobody saw. Yeah, that one. Who the fuck keeps trying to franchise King Arthur? This is like the third fucking movie. You know, <laughs> I, and I liked the Clive Owen one. I thought that was a pretty decent film. I, but what the f- stop making King Arthur? I, it, you this know is what? like the third time they've tried to franchise, and I'm not even counting the one from 1981, the the the, the John Borman film. I'm not counting it. Yeah. You got the Clive I, Owen one. Then I can't remember the other one. But then there's this one. It's like the third attempt, and they don't they don't make these fucking cheap. They're like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I, I and it's like, but this is like Ghost in the Shell. It bombs. Everybody's like, well, why did it bomb? Because maybe because no one gives a shit about anime from the 80s. Exactly. And, and maybe no one gives a shit about fucking Arthurian legends when most of Americans can't even fucking read, let alone have a knowledge of history Although, or an appreciation I, of I it. I think Ghost in the Shell was 90s, but it's still, it's, it's it looks, it doesn't look very different. Don't make me look that up. I, I don't even know how I, to look that up. I want to say Ghost in the Shell is early 90s, like anywhere from 91 to 93. 94. Well, if you're talking, uh, all right, all right. Well, that's the um, the the, the animated feature go- movie Ghost in the Shell. That was 95. But when did the uh, when did the, the, the uh, actual graphic manga? Novel? Oh, yeah, the ma- 
Yeah, when did that come out? I'm pretty sure. I know you're probably right. That's probably late '80s, early '90s. Because it was around for a while. Thank God I have a computer in front of me. I can look this shit up. Look it up. Um, eighty-nine. Eighty-nine. Okay. Eh, it, it, it's kind of, it's it's really more nineties than anything. Yeah, sorry, I I stand corrected. Okay. Well, no, I mean manga is eighties, film is nineties. But but well, eighty-nine. But they're, though, they're really close. They're so really close really together. Really a nineties thing. Yeah. But regardless, no one well, gives a shit. Well, I I don't think the rule applies for for literature or any kind of written content like it does for film. I think well, I, I think for I'm film when you make film. a film like in yeah. 88 89 you're real you're essentially making a 90s movie same thing like you know every I agree with every you. decade I said yes. oh okay. that's why I said yes oh, I'm sorry. I said yes it's call, I'm calling it 90s I stand corrected okay yeah I'm agreeing with you Are <laughs> <laughs> you doubling back like you're still trying well, to convince well, me Well no 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 no, no. well I, movies yes the second time you've done that But I I, I but I you're want not, you're not used to me agreeing with you. That's the problem. It's like, no, Scott, this is it. I just said yes. <laughs> That's what I fucking just said. You're, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that, you know, silly me. I, I don't know why. I don't know why they keep making alien films. Yet there's another one. Well, so. th- with those, do make money. I guess. Well, but no. But what you said about um, anything's well, visually stunning. Not true. Uh, just flashy, the- expensive. Yeah, but that doesn't equate to beautiful or or meaningful and i think that's I, why the rival surprised me because i wasn't expecting that i was expecting uh, uh like contact with right. crossed with fucking et i don't know let alone it being nominated for best picture too and considered one of and deserving the, it and considered one of the front runners one of the one of the five the chosen yeah. um you know if there was only five it realistically would have been still nominated you know what I love? Uh, my, my favorite thing about the arrival, or arrival, sorry, yes. is that is that um yeah don't get is, that uh, other sci-fi film mixed <laughs> like confused with it because that one was yeah. utter shit. <laughs> but um, I actually I, I didn't hate the arrival. It uh, it was it, it was kind of shitty. It well, it's sci-fi is bad, but I mean it, yeah. I I've seen much worse anyway. But the, that the, director the went that, on to do Pitch Black, which it's like wow, you did the arrival and you actually this one really fucking rules what was his budget on the arrival i mean look at who he had for a lead 50 million he had charlie sheen that was i think arrival uh, the arrival are are you talking about the arrival or arrival arrival the arrival 50 million you think that much i thought it was 50 million was it a direct video no that was theatrical it It felt it felt direct to video it really felt i'm gonna look i'm gonna look it up but but, uh, anyway um my favorite thing about arrival is that there are like YouTube videos? Uh, wh- how you know what was the ending? What did it mean? It's like, come on. David Tui, he's the director. Yeah, Twohi. Twohi, Tuhi. I I said I've always said Twohi. Oh, I'm sorry. Know. Twenty-five million. Opening yeah. weekend, one hundred eighty-four thousand. <laughs> July release. I knew there's no way that was fifty million. Come on. Uh, it made fourteen million. Uh, here in North America, domestically. Alien. Aliens was forty million at the time. 40, 40, 45, I think. Yeah, and I think I think it had. So I, no way did did uh did yeah. the arrival have fifty? I mean, it did make its money back. It made uh, just total. I'm looking at it. It looks like it made about sixty, seventy million worldwide. So I mean, it, it tripled well, its know, budget. Again, video streaming. That's a. Well, yeah. Anyhow, 
Yeah. Anyhow, but so yeah, I mean, under that with that rationale, technically they probably could make Jodorowsky's Dune today, uh, but and they can make it with in budget. But they, it, was, it still would not be the scale that it was de- it was meant to be designed to be. True. Uh, I mean, unless they unless they still went for a two hundred million dollar budget, you might you know. And I think they will. I think after Blade, after Arrival, and I just after, don't see it happening. After Blade Runner, I think they're going to give Denis Villeneuve also, whatever, whatever he wants. Also, don't forget, half of the shit that was supposed to be in Jodorowsky's Dune ended up in other stuff. Oh yeah, it was fingerprint. One of the lines in the documentary, which I think is excellent, there's fingerprints from Jodorowsky's Dune throughout that era of cinema. Yeah, yeah. Everything from Star Wars to Alien to mm-hmm. um, uh, just anything that was being released at that time period, if it was sci-fi, you know, or that kind of genre. Yeah. It was just fingerprints were everywhere. The only thing that fingerprints weren't on was David Lynch's Dune. That's <laughs> No influence whatsoever. Fucking De Laurentiis. I mean, come <laughs> on. Are you kidding? I mean, and and you know what? But even though I, 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 you know, I say that Jodorowsky was, you know, unleashed and it was impossible, this weird artist pipe dream. I have nothing negative to say about, even though, you know, and it is negative. I'm saying, you know, it had nothing to do with the movie. It was going to be completely weird. He had different bands for each planet. It was, you know, it's inspired. And you've got to appreciate somebody willing to reach that high. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that so many people were on board were like, yeah, let's do this. And like even like studios and stuff were, yeah, let's do this. I mean, you had you had money going into this, and it never happened. A lot of money going into it. Yeah. And it, it just uh, even when it, even even when it must have been obvious to people that there's no way this is gonna be fucking done. Uh, yeah. I, there's it, it's it, still it was, an amazing was, thing to look at. It was next. Oh, this do- is this a, this is a beautiful documentary. Oh, it, oh, because well, because all the um, uh, I, now that's another uh, difference between this and Death of Superman is that yeah, this is a beautiful documentary. All the uh, art, the concept art, is uh, didn't they even use the concept art for um, that that uh, director's cut opening of Dune, or is that other art that was no, used? No, that you mean the prologue. The prologue. I don't believe that is. I don't believe that is from. Uh, okay, that's somebody else. All right, yeah. it's been a while since I saw that. I, you know, it was it was yeah, Dune. That so. was like matte and oil type stuff, color okay, pencil. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was yeah. that was original stuff. Um, even that oh, was yeah, beautifully. Mobius was that, involved. Yeah, yeah, Mobius was involved. That was beautifully done. Uh, the the prologue was was really well done for Lynch's, um, which you know he didn't want any of that stuff, and I thought it fit really well. You know, it, it had that that book feeling to it. But yeah, oh, yeah Mo- Mobius was involved. I mean, all these different guys. It's crazy. And it just it never happened. It never got off the ground. It, it just, it, it could have been something spectacular. And one of the things that they mentioned is that this film, if was able to be made, would have come out before Star Wars. And had it been made, had it been made, it could have changed the way everything was done. Including Star Wars, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's one of those one of those projects that it inspired other films to do the things that they were doing. 
it, it did that much in the same way that 2001 a space odyssey inspired uh film mm-hmm. you know the cinematic yeah. uh universe uh so this would have done the same thing and as visual a director as uh Yodorovsky was it just it really could have been something maybe not everything that he is you know aspired it to be but i think he would have got most of what he wanted mm-hmm. I, I really do and i really think it would have been i i think it would have been visionary i really yeah, do and, and don't forget mobius also worked on alien did he really as well, I, I, yeah I, as well as geiger yeah he was the concept artist for that too and he went on to do um the the, the get work with uh he did work with tron uh and uh <laughs> masters of the universe oh, and willow and it all kind of goes downhill from there yeah lucas stole and then and then he bottomed out with the fifth element <laughs> uh lucas you know stole some of uh Yodorovsky's guys and lucas stole something yeah <laughs> that fucking hack yeah you know it hurts me to say and what's how much his I've... face the guy that was doing 2001 uh i'll, I'll get his name in a second but Yodorovsky wanted him in a big, big way to do all of the, the space stuff for him as well. Oh, you mean the special effects? The special effects, all of this, the, 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 the space... What was his name? It's not actually listed in the credits here, but... Well, it would be under, like, uh, art direction? Uh... Not sure who you're talking about for 2001. I don't see his name here, so it's not coming okay. out at me. All right. But it's not his name is not listed in 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 the full cast for Yodorovsky's Dune. All right. And yeah, I, I'm forgetting who he mentioned there, but you know, it's all over the place. I mean, it, it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's uh, I, I can't tell you how much it pains me with Lucas to actually say that I've enjoyed the last two Star Wars films. <laughs> fucking irritates the shit out of me i'm so used to being able to shit talk them i haven't seen all of rogue one yet but what i saw i really liked uh, you know it was good yeah. I mean, I, did i was did i love it you know no i don't love any of them <laughs> but uh i enjoyed it it was it was yeah. uh a little predictable but it's gonna be because you know how it ends well yeah it's that time yeah. period between episode three and four so. I, think, I think the only thing i hate 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 in it is the um is the cgi uh uh peter cushing Oh, yeah, it's creepy. They actually have a rip tracks for it already. I have to get that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Here, here's the thing, though. It's kind of necessary that he's in it. It is, but I just don't like how it looks. So I have a feeling that they're going to, uh, they're probably going to CGI uh, Obi Wan as well. Uh, what's, well, what's his face? Um, uh, well, no, because we're we're back get... to. No, it's the future and. Fucking Luke, Luke, Luke can see him. He's a fucking ghost. Luke, uh, I, I don't know. I, you know what? I whatever. Dude, you could see Yoda. You could see Obi Wan. You probably if Han Solo truly is. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Rah, 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 spoiler alert! If if Obi, uh, Han Solo is truly dead, he's so uh-huh. close to the Force. Even though he's not a Jedi, they'll probably fucking ghost him up too. As long as Lucas doesn't have his fingerprints all over it, I'm sure we're good. You know. Is it the same director for episode eight? Last Jedi for Last, Last no, Jedi. No, no, it's somebody new, somebody that's new to this genre, but 
previously the films that he's made were actually really good, so they're taking a chance with him. Um, see, now I gotta look up who the fuck did the special effects for 2001. Uh, you man. you find out who's doing uh, Last Jedi. Uh, I know. I know who's doing Last Jedi. Re, uh, Rian Johnson. And what is uh, what did he do before? Uh, he he directed a couple episodes of Breaking Bad. He did Looper. And Brick, which I like Brick. Right. He wrote Brick and Looper. Uh, Looper. Uh, I, d- I dug Looper. I dug tried it. To be t- tried to be too clever and failed. Yeah. That that's the problem with it. Uh, but I can see why they're taking a chance with him because he's got talent. Yeah, I, I didn't hate Looper. I just uh, it wasn't good. I know it wasn't. Uh, you weren't totally on board. It, well, it's it's time travel, and I, I'm a sucker for time travel, so I will I will forgive. But um, it doesn't. It tries to make sense too much, and the more it tries to make sense, the less it makes sense. Right. Like just the, just the very concept of what a Looper is doesn't make sense. <laughs> just just. There's no reason for this at all. So, but beyond that. Okay, special effects. What's his name? I don't know. But, but yeah, I mean, that's my... my, my uh, Jodorowsky's doing is a great documentary. Uh, you can't... You gotta watch it, though, because half of it's subtitled. So you can't just put it on in the background. You gotta pay attention. Well, I have it on now, and it, it's mostly subtitled, especially yeah. specifically when Yodorovsky talks, because even when he's speaking English, it's broken. Yeah, so it's, mm-hmm. you really do need you really do need it. Mm-hmm. I can't find can't find him. But don't worry about it. Don't worry oh, about it. It'll oh, come I to hate that. As as a listener to stuff like yeah. that when that happens. Well, then you shouldn't have kept harping it, on it. it. It drives me crazy when I'm in the car. Yep. <laughs> but uh, speaking of older episodes, Holly was listening to um, our Cool World episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> she was very annoyed. She goes like, "You know, you guys, you talk about the film, and then you go on this this ty- this like half hour tirade against some guy called like uh, Backy." And, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." It says no one knows who that is. Don't you know? Like, That's the guy who made the film. He's like, no, no one knows who it is. No one wants to hear it. It's like, you know, you're just going on a tangent. I'm waiting for you to talk about the movie. It's like, the only reason anybody knows Cool World is because Bakshi did it. it. Says, I don't know, back, back, Bakshi, whatever. So you, just, you, you, def- you defended us? I did on that good, one. Like, good. And he's like, no, we do tangents, but that was a tangent that was totally about the movie. That's right. <laughs> it's a Bakshi film. It's like, you're, you're talking about this ba- ba- bakey guy. Bakey. No. <laughs> I forget what she said, but it wasn't Bakshi. And I was like, what, what are you talking Oh, you mean Bakshi? Of course we're talking about Bakshi. What else are we talking about? <laughs> it's like, now you're talking about Lucas? Let's just oh, get back to talking about Star Wars. Oh, it's... <laughs> I had to bring that up. I thought it was funny. That's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, but Jodorowsky's Dune is... Um, it's... It's the doc... It's out of the two of them. It's the one I wish had been made more... And the one where I can totally understand, I like like the only bad guys. There's no bad guys in Jordan Rescue's doing because it's just like, oh, we tried to do this thing that was too big and it never happened because it was too big. That's it. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, Death of Superman, a little different. Are we go? Are we moving over to that now? Uh, unless you have anything else to add on Jordan Rescue, no, I, really, I, I really don't. Um, it's a very beautiful the art. I mean, the artwork and when the thing is when Jordan when he's Jordanowski's talking about it, he has this big book of his of all the concept stuff. And I was like, dude, just publish and sell that. Yeah, right. 
That thing will be 100 bucks a pop. I guarantee he'll sell a million of them. Probably. Yeah, 120. 120. That's a, that's a big book. You went nice paper for that. Yeah. None of that, uh, none of that thin shit. No. But, uh, so, so I mean, Jodorowsky's Dune was like an artist, like getting behind a filmmaker, but a filmmaker artist getting behind this vision and trying to make it. Death of Superman is about the failed attempt to make Superman lives. Now, I do have a trailer for Super Death of Superman Lives, so we should probably play that. Oh, then I will shut up. Yeah, we should probably play that, and then, um, then play we, it. we can talk about it. All right, All right. we're going to kick it right now. Why are you bringing up such painful memory? I'm still, I've just, last year, finally, you know, recovered shaking. This was a street fight. People were scared of this movie, just like they were scared of Batman. Tim is really, I gotta be honest, I think one of the only people who could really do it justice because he understands it. He's lived it. Man, he would have knocked it out of the park. Tim was really gearing up for that and was really excited about it. So, you know, from that perspective, it was a big disappointment because I think he would have really stretched in a way that um, he hadn't yet. And, and maybe hasn't, since I don't know, he hasn't really made that movie. Tim Burton's Superman would have been something quite unique and, and, and probably something we'd still be talking about. I always felt it was a missed opportunity, you know, because I think it would have been a really interesting movie with with the way that Tim's take on it and with Nick playing Superman. I think it would have been awesome at that point in time. Tim was not a comics geek. It is more of a, um, a let's take this apart, look at the fundamental roots of it, and let's build it back up. I was always so excited by that footage. It's priceless. It's fantastic. I, I was referring to this footage as the Holy Grail. It is like the Holy Grail. For anybody who thinks I'm insulting their Superman, I'll tell you something. He doesn't belong to you. I always looked at Superman and get, can we get the diapers off of him a little bit? If it's what you do for a living and you're excited about it yourself, you, the, the audience better be excited about it, right? They just wanted us to go crazy. They just said, just draw monsters. Now when you think about it, if somebody was like, would you like to see a Nick Cage Superman movie? I'd be like, F and yes, take all my money because I want to see what that looks like. So, yeah, what's interesting is yes. at the end of the documentary or the trailer, it actually said something like this. This is being made under fair use. Watch we still get flagged for it. <laughs> <laughs> Although I can't upload it till I know what happens with the other two films. That's right. So no rush. <laughs> There's no rush, but I'm so fucking curious. It's like this is being made under fair use. It's like... Now Interesting. And you know what else is interesting? This guy, John Schnepp, the guy that directed it, mm -hmm. who actually did a really good job on this documentary. Um, if you go to if you go to YouTube and you do a search for The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened, uh, which is the name of the documentary, his page comes up with the film where it says, just like it 
like other fucking websites that say full movie in big capital letters which usually you click on it and it's not the full film and it's always some somebody saying hey but if you really want to watch the film full movie go to this website and get a virus first that's basically what happens so so i'm like all right cool i'll watch this at work nothing's happening right now i got i'll do it on my lunch break so i start watching it 10 minutes go by 15 minutes go by and there's a scene where he's interviewing kevin smith and it looks like he's in his living room mm-hmm. and he, and he just kind of nods his head but because you know how kevin smith he likes to talk so he kind of makes this like little funny things like kept 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 but i want i, I want to say <laughs> like he does that and then finally gets a word in edgewise and he says kevin i got something to say and then you see these two things from a closet that have like rabbit heads on it. Uh-huh. And then the film goes into slow-mo. It goes into slow-mo with these two rabbit head people at the far end of a hallway. And you just it's just going it's making that kind of noise and the video just kind of gets closer and closer and closer and I watched that for about 5 minutes and I'm like what is this pretentious bullshit? What is this? And then what you can do with YouTube is you can put your cursor over the slider and you can see kind of like a thumbnail of what's coming. He did that on purpose. He gave you 15 minutes of the movie and the next hour and a half is that. <laughs> so he's basically saying, fuck you, you can't watch this for free. Good for him. But the thing is, it's like, why upload it at all? Just upload 15 minutes. That's true too, yeah. But I, I didn't care. I got the, you know, I ended up getting the film another way, and I watched it anyhow. Plus, five it was bucks says he, five bucks says he got the idea from Kevin Smith. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Kevin thought, Kevin Smith thought it'd be funny because uh, now, um, oh no, now just a just a sidetrack. Uh, we keep talking about YouTube, how we're getting banned and stuff. Yeah. If you're listening to the podcast and you want to see the video version of it, you can still see us on live stream. Oh yeah, you can tune in live and and you yeah, can watch the sh- watch what we're putting out live. Livestream.com forward slash movie sucktastic. That's right. Uh, and, and we link the videos to uh, Facebook when they come out as well. Um, I actually was a bit behind. I just posted Mr. Beans today. Oh, okay, uh, that's cool. So, but you you can you can catch the episodes there. You can catch it YouTube, live. Yeah, you can catch it yeah. live, and then you could watch it after it's. Recorded right. as well. Obviously, YouTube's a larger audience to capture, which yeah. is why we keep agonizing about it. Uh, but speaking of Kevin Smith, let me start off by saying this: uh, the director of the uh, Death of Superman documentary, John Schnepp. Uh, John Schnepp, obviously a fanboy. Oh yeah. Uh, now, I'm. I've been very harsh. Uh, I've been very hard on Kevin Smith very. in past episodes. <laughs> Extremely. I, I still like Kevin Smith, maybe not right. entirely for his films, but I genuinely like him. Like if I like were were lucky enough to just kind of hang out with him, I know I would enjoy his company. I see. I don't feel that because I always feel like like there's a certain he hits a certain point where you're just doing Kevin Smith. You're not a real person. <laughs> you're just doing this persona now. I, so. I'm not taking anything back from what I said in the past. I, I have issues with him. Uh, he let me down as an artist, and I just there's a lot of things he's done. Where I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And um, before you continue, yeah. I think he would agree with you. Possibly, he, he said numerous times that he's not purposely, but he's 
But that's part of his anti- that's part of self-deprecation bullshit, which is just a cover. I, again, it's part of the thing, re- things I hate about him. But all that aside, watching this documentary, I don't think Kevin Smith is disingenuous. No, and I don't I think so don't, either. No, I mean, well, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, um, perfect example, let me just put this right out there. He talks about this one point where he's talking with the, the producer, John Peters. And he says that he, you know, he when he asked for the screenplay, he gave me these three things. Said no suit, no flying, and there has to be a giant spider. That's right. And then, and then the, he goes to Peters, and uh, Peters is like, oh, "I never said that. That's wrong." That's yeah, wrong. no, I believe Kevin Smith. I believe Kevin Smith, hundred <laughs> percent. Now, funny thing is, I'm halfway through this documentary, and I'm like, wait a minute, I have a book on this. I, I forget what I have because you, you've seen the Wilson Library. Oh, of course. It's I've been I've been depleting it a bit but it's huge i went down and i grabbed this i forgot it was on my bookshelf it's called hit and run oh okay and it's about john peters and peter goober and how they uh took sony for a ride in hollywood uh and i went back and i reread some of it and read some high points it was made before uh the this whole thing happened this actually was written and published uh when they were just working on superman lives okay so it was like still in like the early stages of pre-production. None of this fiasco was worth putting in the book because it hadn't happened yet. However, Batman stuff's in here, his dealings with Tim Burton, and stuff on John Peters alone. Now, from the documentary, what's your what's your take on John Peters? Um, my take on him is that he can be a big fucking prick when he has to be. Uh, if you're not doing business with him, he's probably a pretty nice guy. But if you are doing business with him you have to know what you're in for that's what i gather from from him okay i my gathering is that he is trump but a little bit smarter (laughs) he is now yeah especially in the documentary where uh, kevin smith he says i had to go to his house and read him my script because he requested that and then schnepp brings it up to him he goes yeah i have everyone do that he goes "I, i sit on my couch i relax I look at the ceiling. You know, he does the whole movie, uh, the, the f- uh, index finger thumb thing. Yeah. So he could frame out, frame it out. He goes, I have everyone read me the script so I can see the movie. I'm a very visual person. He, he <laughs> hasn't read it's, the screenplay it's, to it's him. It's huge. I'm a very visual person. I have the best. Vi- I have the best <laughs> visuals. <laughs> yeah, he said, like, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not a big reader. I'm a visual person. What that means is he's a fucking illiterate. Yeah, and he's he's notoriously illiterate. It's brought up in this book repeatedly. Really, uh, he is a hairdresser that got into the business through Barbara Streisand. First, he became a music producer for her. Then he became a movie producer. He is a huge douche, <laughs> aggressive. Remember that with that part where he like he was notoriously violent with people. Yeah, he put someone. In, someone said uh, uh, one of the production crew or special effects crew. He put him in a headlock. Yeah, yeah. The, the, and he uh, didn't deny it. No, because he, he's an asshole. Yeah. This this guy, that whole oh, part. Re- yeah, real no, quick, he, they they scan. They're in his house and they scan over all of these books. Uh, I guess their scripts or their storyboards or a combination of a little everything, of all the films that he's done, and mm-hmm. Die Laughing is in the list. <laughs> He 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 produced Die Laughing, and I saw that, and I'm like, oh my god, there's a book for it and everything. (laughs) I was like, I have to bring this up during the show. I I need that book. Um, 
There's probably only no, one he, made, just like Yardorowski's uh, Dune book. There's only two in existence. Yeah, uh, you know he's a huge asshole. Um, just you know, and, and just just one of those guys that gets gets through everything. He, he's like a businessman, 100. percent He's Trump. He's just a loudmouth idiot mm-hmm. who knows how to pressure people and rip people off. And that's what him. That's what he and Gruber did to, to Sony, basically. And as, as producers, they were notorious for overspending. Uh, just huge fucking embezzler. Slash, I mean, you can call it embezzling, but uh, it's, it's 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 built into the industry. It's not really embezzling. It's, it's how you work it. You to keep all the money for yourself and dick over everybody else. It's it's only embezzling if you do it illegally. It, this is all above board. It's Hollywood. Right. And and uh, like that one part in the documentary where he where the documentary my documentarian. Uh, brings it up with him about the headlock things. Like, you know, I want to, I want to put that kind of. Um, he says shit like that. I want, I want to bring that. Uh, I've been in 500 fights. Yeah. And I want to bring that. I want to bring that excitement in here. The, the, having, you know, to to like taste someone else's blood. It's like, oh, you're what a douche. He's mentioned that a couple of times in the documentary of how many fights he's been into. And then what when he when he talks to Kevin Smith, he goes, yeah, I need a spider in there, like a deadly one. And then uh, he goes, we can't call it a spider, so they called it a Thangarian snare beast. Uh-huh. Um, and he liked that. And he's because he said, you know, in the uh, animal kingdom, uh, the spider is the, like the deadliest of all the, uh, uh, of that, you know, the arachnid family or whatever. Just some bullshit. Yeah. And then later on, he says polar bear. He says the same thing about polar bear. That polar it's the bears. deadliest. Yeah, there's a deadly. And then head. then he says like a two three thousand pound polar. It's like polar bears don't get that fucking big. Two thousand <laughs> pounds, three thousand pounds. And, you know, and, and like I mean, I'll, like I'll give you eight hundred pounds, maybe even a thousand. But two thousand, three thousand pounds? No, it's not happening. And, and I gotta give Kevin Smith that cr- credit for that too, because he you know he talk about that thing. He's like, yeah, you know, I he should, he should, why, you know, how come there's no fighting at the Fortress of Solitude? You know, we're maybe you should fight his bodyguards. It's like Superman. Why does he have bodyguards? It's this Fortress of Solitude. He's and alone. It's solitude. There's nobody there. It's like that, <laughs> that's, that's why. That's the whole point of it. What, what, are, you, what are you talking about? Uh, and it and was like, well, on, then on what? his on his trip to the Fortress of Solitude, they, they you know, uh, Brainiac's got to kill something. So they wrote in that he's he's killing a, a polar bear. <laughs> but I, I, I just I, I totally believe a hundred percent Kevin Smith's exchanges with all that. Oh yeah. And and also, uh, I, I've I've been very hard on Tim Burton in past episodes too. Yeah. And I stand by it because uh, he, he he exemplifies why I hate him in his fucking. Well, I, and you know what too? One of the things that I uh, and I don't know if it was kept in there to kind of shit on Burton a little bit, but when they're doing all of the footage. Uh, because up until this documentary, the only thing you ever saw was that shitty Polaroid of of uh, Nicolas Cage in the Superman outfit that looks terrible. Uh, and then later on in the documentary, they point out that the picture that's still shot, it was like he was mid-blink. Because mm-hmm. they took another picture, John Schnepp took another still from that exact same sequence, and he looked pretty pretty decent in the Superman outfit. Yeah. You know, it didn't look that bad. It didn't look right. as bad as that Polaroid. That Polaroid looked really horrendous. Mm-hmm. But, um, shit, I, f- I lost track of what I, where I was going with that. I was I was saying that I, I've shit on Tim Burton in the past. Oh yes, thank you. So, uh, basically, they were they, they were in the hotel room or wherever they fucking were, and Nicolas Cage is in full outfit, or, or he has like the the Clark Kent suit with the Mickey Mouse shirt on there and like that. 
And then he's you know he's got the Superman outfit, and Tim Burton very snidely says, "Oh, you look like one of those guys that goes to uh, the uh, the superhero conventions, but in a bad way." Yeah, like you look like one of those nerdy fucks, like one uh-huh. of the one of those one of those people, and then everyone in the room just starts laughing. It's like fuck you. Yeah, this this is Mister. Uh, uh, I'm an artist, and no one understands me. I I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> uh, uh, every other film he does is brilliant, but I still fucking hate him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he pulls that shit, and 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 uh, where was I going? With it? Yeah, but when he's interviewing Tim Burton, and like uh, the fact that the minute he reads uh, Kevin Smith's script, it's like, nah, now you're done with it. Yeah, they I, I basically like, like they, they took him off of uh, they took and him Kevin off. Smith recommended said you should get Tim Burton because he does the co- you know he, he he's an artist and then he gets it. Tim Burton's like yeah I don't like this shit <laughs> and then he gets Wesley uh, what was his name Wesley Strick or something like that mm-hmm. I forget his name I forget his name is Wesley something he was the second uh, Scream- screen- writer, yeah. screenwriter right uh, Wesley Strick I was close Strick, Strick. and Gri- Gripes was the third one. Wasn't it Gripey or something like that? It was Dan Gilroy. Gilroy, that's who, my best friend. Which is ironic because uh, right before this film was made, he had done Nightcrawler, which we fucking loved. Oh no, great film. And yeah. he wrote and directed that, and it was one of those things where it's like it took him really long to get to a point of where he probably is making the stuff he want, wanted to make. Well, no, and don't forget... You, you've got three screenwriters, and all three of them, I give any, all three of them credit for tr- working with Tim Burton and John fucking Peters. Because here you've got Mr. Uh, he's got to fight polar bears or ninjas or a giant spider. spider. And Mr. And Mr. Oh, artists are, artists are, are like aliens, and no one understands people. And, they're, you know, and that's, that's what I see as Superman, is someone who's like alienated like me, because I've always felt like an alien since I was a child, because all artists are... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Oh, uh-huh. yeah, and, and, and fucking, they didn't even bring up, Tim Burton did Batman Returns. They did bring it up. I know, as I said, they even bring it up. Yeah, and and, they they, they, and the thing is, he didn't even want to do Batman Returns, and in this documentary, I think it was Strick, Wesley Strick, he said, well, why do you want to do a second Batman film? Yeah. And he said, well, it's because... Learned all the stuff from the first one. Learned all the stuff from the first film, and I wanted to make another one so that I can, you know, hone that and utilize that, oh, and yeah, kind of fix and fix it. all of my mistakes. Yeah, I guess what he learned is that he just wanted to do what he wanted to do. That's that's what it really was. Is because when yeah. he came in on Batman, he wanted to do Sam Ham script, and John, uh, John Peters like was rewriting shit. The whole end of like the bat- first Batman film was kind of improvised last minute by Peters. Because he's a colossal douche. <laughs> yeah. So all, all it was was Tim Burton say, "Okay, now I want to do one where I can actually control it." And look, guess what happened? It's even shittier. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. It, that's not the first time I've heard a director say, "Hey, I've made, you know, I've made this first film or this, you know, make this movie, and by the time I was done with it, I really got, I learned how to do it, and I want to do another one." You know what other director said that? No. Well, here's the thing. I believe... No, no, no. I'm going to tell you. Excuse me. I believe this director is actually going to do it and actually do it even better. And that's Quentin Tarantino saying after he made Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2, 
that everything he learned on how to make that style of film, uh, the kung fu, you know, uh, uh, yeah. karate type film, that kind of action. Every when he was done with that, he learned everything. By the time he was done, he goes, you know what? I want to make another one because now I really know what I'm doing. Yeah, I believe he'll do it, and I believe he'll do it well. Whereas I don't believe Tim Burton, and obviously it didn't work out because Batman Returns was way shittier. Complete shit. Thank you. Oh, never a fan of Batman Returns. No, I and and so un- it's it's like unlike Jodorowsky's Dune, here you have something that was started by a producer, right? A producer who's illiterate. <laughs> uh, uh, thinks he has vision. He, he's one of these producers that claims he did everything. Like on Batman, like after Batman came out, like it, if you interviewed him or you talked to him, he wrote, directed, and starred in it. Yeah, it's like he's one of these directors, producers that thinks he it, he. It's like that one um, that one book on uh, the making of Natural Born Killers by oh, the producer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, and, and I don't she, remember the she, name of it. Uh, I have it, and she she. Uh, I'm gonna post that on Facebook too because I love that book. Um, it, and she like by the end of the book, she's like, yeah. If I wasn't involved in this film, it would have been complete shit. I <laughs> I, I took you know I told him what to, how to edit it. I told him what music to put in it. I told him what stars. My my uh, my male co-producer, he's an idiot. All men are idiots. It's a fucking horrible. <laughs> it's like one of those mentalities. Although unlike uh, Peters. She's a woman, so she didn't end up running fucking Sony or, or you know, whatever. Just, just, just uh, complete shit. And, <laughs> oh, he, he's one of those people. So so he's dragging these, pe- you know, real people in, writers and artists. And it's like, you know, design this, design that, write this, write Holy that. Holy shit. I never fucking noticed that. I'm sorry what? to cut you off. No, go ahead. John Peters. I was, I, was, I was rambling at that point. John Peters produced Zack Snyder's Man of Steel. Yeah. Because he owns Superman. Right. Okay, because he bought it from Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah. But they have a shot. (laughs) They have a shot of the fucking Fortress of Solitude, and there's a shot of a polar bear bouncing from, like, iceberg or, like, ice to ice, and then it pans up to Fortress of Solitude. So Snyder must have put that in there, there, put it in there for Peters and said, yeah, this is all you're getting. (laughs) <laughs> or he knew like the history of it you know uh-huh. like it's either one or two things he either did it for peters and it's like this is all you're fucking getting or he knew like the history of it you know and he's yeah. like i gotta put it in there it's fucking hilarious and like now after seeing this documentary because i didn't know about it till this documentary it's <laughs> fucking hilarious <laughs> oh um, and real quick yeah. um, i know we're talking about the death of superman hey, lives Take your time. Okay. Did you hear about Zack Snyder getting pulled off of... He didn't get pulled off of, but he left Justice League? No. His daughter committed suicide in March. Ah! Uh, 20 years old. uh, She committed suicide, and Justice League is almost finished. And him and Joss Whedon have been going back and forth doing some fixes to the script and they're doing some reshoots and whatnot but he's got Whedon in on the process uh because you know they're close uh, and, and you know 
he trusts Joss Whedon, obviously, with the Marvel Universe. So yeah. he he brought Whedon, Joss Whedon in to, you know, to kind of help a little bit in certain areas. Then his daughter committed suicide, and now Joss Whedon is finishing Justice League. Oh. So he, uh, Zack Snyder well, has... When you say finishing, we're talking post-production now, right? We're talking... Uh, yeah. We're talking... Well, here's the thing. A lot of people were saying, oh, yeah, finally, uh, Joss Whedon, we're going to get a great Justice League. And a lot of fucking real pieces of shit were, were saying some pretty nasty fucking things about, you know, uh, uh, Snyder's daughter committing suicide. And it's like, oh, maybe finally we'll get a good Justice League. And one other, I, I read one comment before I almost threw up, and he just said, you know, uh, God saw, you know, Batman versus Superman and, you know, made this happen. It's obviously joking, but it's like, what kind of a piece of shit are you? Like, now, here, really? Here's here's where I defend Kevin Smith again. Okay. Because I, I criticize him for, for doing um, uh, Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back, where the whole plot is getting back, uh, like, attacking their own critics. Right. For shit-talking. And then he had his own little nervous breakdown, which I always make fun of, because his fan base turned against him. But let's be clear. Fans are fucking assholes. Oh, yeah. Complete assholes. Totally. And, and so, like... I, I, even though I criticize him for both of those things, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I get it. You know they are. You know just don't don't listen to your fucking fans. And these people are just complete. Fun, you know. And then they do podcasts and talk shit about movies. What the fuck's your problem? Shut up. Yeah. So uh, that's myself. That's my self-aware moment there. Just to let you know, I know what I'm saying. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so Joss Whedon has been involved with Justice League for sure a decent portion of the movie. You know he was brought in, uh, I think about three quarters of the way, and they're pretty much done with it. But they're doing mm -hmm. reshoots and they're tightening it up. And Joss Whedon is uh, he's in charge of all of that now. So I don't think that when the film comes out, it's going to say directed by Joss Whedon. Or I don't think it's going to say directed by Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon. I think it's still going to say directed by um, Zack, Snyder. Zack Snyder. And there's going to be a special credit or thank you in some way to Joss he'll, Whedon. Yeah. Like yeah, he'll get yeah. like an executive producer credit or a writing credit. Or he'll get something where he's going to be, you know, notarized uh, yeah. by it. But, and they'll have to because of the guild. I mean, they'll they'll make him get some kind of credit. Yeah. But they, they, he he won't try to take credit away. And you know what? All these whiny bitches that are talking about him ruining Justice League these are these are the same fucking bastards, bastards, <laughs> who shit talked Man of Steel. Yeah. Which was a great thank. Thankfully, because what every everybody forgot everybody forgot about um everybody forgot uh, about Superman um, Returns. Yeah. Right. How shitty that was! Yeah, what's what was his name? What's his name? Brian Singer. That was brought yeah, up in this Brian, documentary Brian, too. Yeah, Brian fucking Singer. Uh, yeah, isn't it? He Singer would go around saying, "Yeah, we're not making this Superman." So yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're well, yeah. He would take the picture of Nicolas Cage in the outfit, and every time anyone would have any kind of questions about what he was doing, he'd pull out that picture and go, "We're not making this Superman." Right. That's, that's not what we're making. What he should have done after that was pull out a picture of Christopher Reeves and say, "We're making this one again because I'm not. I have no fucking ideas in my head." That's right. And then when Zack Snyder comes and he brings his vision of Superman and fucking nails it, nails it. You don't have Lex Luthor as the villain. 
you you have yes they use Zod, but it's a new it's a new ima- imagining whatever you want to call it of that character. Reimagining, yeah. Re- reimagining. Thank you for correcting me. It's it's um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a reboot. It but fucking not, works. It's a, it's a, it's a re- sequel slash reboot, but only along the way that. No, it is a reboot. I'm sorry, it is a reboot. It's a reboot, but a reboot where they didn't try to reinvent everything. They right. just modernized it a bit and made it a bit more adult and more and more realistic. Yeah, which and, is why everybody freaked out. What well, people died at the end? Well, no shit. That's going to happen. Good. How many people died when Doomsday killed Superman? I'm sure there were a lot. We didn't talk about it because we were too busy de- dealing with that shit. Yeah. But uh. Well, no, actually, then, no. One of the things that they they did mention in Batman. No, no, Superman. I'm talking about the comic book. Oh, I'm the comic. The comic yeah, book. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know Batman vs Superman. Uh, thankfully, the entire area has been uh, is uh, you know, <laughs> it's the weekend, so no one's there, and everything's been evacuated. Thank you. Yeah, we heard you. All right. <laughs> because yeah. in Man of Steel, they were talking about how many people died and right. how many billions of dollars worth of damage. But again, just that's for the why, two of them to fight. And we've talked about that. That's why Batman vs Superman is so fucking brilliant in the beginning because they put they put batman in the position of all those fucking well, that, loser asshole um, viewers right. that were like oh people are dying and batman's like oh shit people are dying yeah they, they, book <laughs> they end, use that concern they bookend man of steel and batman versus superman they book no, end, no, that's, not, that's not bookend they overlap it well uh it's kind of bookended because the no. way the first film book, book, ends book with end. the fight it, that's how batman versus superman starts right but that's not how bookends work bookends are at the beginning and the end the, the, the oh the you're one, right you're right you're right. I'm sorry. I'm nitpicking. No, I, no, no, no. I, but no, but you're I already, right. I already gave up to you twice. I'm gonna hold my ground yeah, no, on the bookend no, no, thing. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but you're right. So overlap is is what I meant to say. I know. Um, well, it is not what I meant to say. <laughs> I didn't mean to say bookend. <laughs> but uh, that's what you're talking about. That's what I'm talking about. But I and we've mentioned this when we reviewed Batman v Superman. Yeah. It was fucking brilliant how they show Batman on the ground or Bruce Wayne on the ground looking up at the end of Man of Steel, at the beginning right. of Batman v Superman. Because that's what you're seeing in the beginning of Batman v Superman. You're seeing the end of Man of Steel, that end sequence, yeah. but you see it from the ground. And it, it and just the, the line, uh, man is introduced, no, it's not man, uh, mankind is, is first introduced to the, to the Superman. Perfect. You you yeah. couldn't ask for it to be written any more perfectly. I'm sure I still got it wrong. I'm and, sure that's and not you exactly can tell it's how a fa- it is. That's why I love this fanboy documentary too, is because he like he puts those little things in. Like yeah, Brian Singer would show to say yeah, we're not doing this. Everybody shut up now. So yeah, because guess which fil- guess which film is remembered more, the one you made or the one that didn't happen? Right. Guess. Because <laughs> because yours is the only one that nobody wants to recall. Yeah. You fuck yeah. It's just oh just. And here's the thing, Tim Burton, it unlike Yodorovsky's Dune, Tim Burton's Superman Lives will realistically never happen because DC has now jumped into oh no yeah the the DC universe uh, game like Marvel has done with their universe. Right, so here, here. they're never going to they're never just going to they you know even with what what has happened with Snyder where he decided to step back and be with his family. Uh, I do believe he'll end up directing Justice League 2. Because sure. I don't believe Joss Whedon has the fucking time <laughs> to direct both the Avengers, uh-huh. you know, and 
Justice League, I don't believe he's not J.J. Abrams where he overlapped doing Star Wars and Star Trek. Right. He just doesn't have that kind of time now, because now, he Joss Whedon is is if I'm not mistaken in the middle of doing uh, Infinity. Uh, he just finished the Infinity Wars Part One, so he's kind of like on a break right now before they start filming Infinity Wars Part Two. That's the only reason why I believe he could have that he's able to work on Justice right. League. He's not yeah. going to be available for Justice League 2. No. I do now, believe Snyder will come back and do that. Now, as Tim Burton again, I will say that if Superman Lives had been made, just like the first Batman, I don't think in retrospect it would be great. I don't think the first Batman, uh, the Tim Burton's Batman, was a great film. But I think it would have done well and would still be remembered today just like Batman's. Now, here's just just going back a bit. Uh, again, if you if you haven't read Hit and Run, pick it up for a quick read. There's a, there's about 20 pages or so in the Batman movie. Um oh, that's cool. Uh John Peters, he's the reason that Michael Keaton was Batman. Was he the reason? Not Tim he was Burton the reason. even though no. Tim Burton worked with him on Beetlejuice? No, cuz because Peters worked with him, well, and he Peters does, he does. They do mention that in the documentary. I just assumed that Tim Burton was like, yeah, sure, I love Michael Keaton. P Peters Peters was the driving force between Mike, behind Michael Keaton and behind Jack Nicholson. Well, I could see Nicholson. They needed a huge yeah. name, and, and know, obviously he, Nicholson's a very good actor. But Michael Keaton, they mentioned in the documentary how even though the internet wasn't around. It was like it was. That's how much backlash Keaton had gotten for being Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Metropolis Comics, we had a giant poster in the window for people to sign a petition being sent <laughs> to keep Michael Keaton from playing Batman. No shit. It was, it was a, I remember it was a huge deal. People, There were writing campaigns, don't do this to Batman. Because <laughs> this was the first Batman big movie. Right. And then this when, was, when, they this was did, like, when they did the film... And it worked. People kind of shut up about it. This is yeah, well, yeah, because everyone went to see it five times. Yep. Um, it, this is like X Men. Well, when X like uh, I think X Men coming out was a huge fucking deal. There had never been an X Men film before right. of any kind. There had never been really if you don't as long as you don't count classic Batman, you know, Adam West. There had never been a Batman movie. That's right. So everybody, no one wanted it. And by the way, not only was he the was was uh, John Peters the reason behind Michael Keaton and John Nicholson, but he also Jack. was fucking fucking Kim Basinger throughout the production of the film. Oh, was he really? After he assaulted her boyfriend when he first uh, met them. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> yeah. That it, it was not a secret. She was she was sleeping with him during the entire production. Wow. Yeah. And then she went on to Spike Lee. So. There's her, uh, there's Kim Basinger for you. Huh, it's interesting. I didn't Remember, know, that's I, she, I didn't know yeah, she, she was fucking her. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't until I read Hit and Run. <laughs> I just, I was, I was, I'm, I'm like, holy shit, I think I have a book on this. Like, oh, I do. I let me look back and like, <laughs> yeah. I it just, it, it amuses me. Uh, I forget what I have. It, uh, it amuses me. It amuses me, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Again, Tim Burton on this just—he uh, he, he was kind of ahead of his time with what he wanted to do. 
But in typical Tim Burton fashion, with it, when it comes to his comic book shit, he was ahead of his time, but still couldn't get past the fucking fifties. And his and, and his obsession with artists being aliens. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's Tim Burton for you. I, 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 I someday have to write write that article or essay or whatever you want about how I used to love when I was a teenager. I loved um, Edward Scissorhands, and as an adult, I fucking hate Edward Scissorhands. I never liked Edward Scissorhands. I always just saw I, it as this film that was there, and I was never really a fan of. You know why? Because I bought into Tim Burton's whole, oh, the artist is isolated, and the artist is, you know, the alien. I bought into that with, with Edward Scissorhands when I was a kid, and then as an adult, I rewatched it. It's like, he is guy so far up his own fucking ass, it's not even funny. <laughs> uh, Surprised he and Clive Barker haven't gotten together to do something. Isn't Clive Barker dead? Or almost. What? Doesn't Clive Barker... Well, he's probably not dead, but isn't Clive Barker, like, really ill? I I don't know. I, 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 I haven't been up on the Clive Barker stuff I, since... I thought, uh, I, I thought I read Clive... Yeah, I thought I read Clive Barker has AIDS, actually. I wouldn't be surprised. Why? That, that, that wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. Why uh, wouldn't it surprise you? It, w- it would not surprise me in the least. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, I, I, I'm all right. This I thought he was sound- like in some crazy legal ba- battle with his former level uh, lover, and uh, because he he gave his lover AIDS or some shit like that, or the, uh, the other way around. Hang on, let me put up Clyde Barker in the news because I have not heard anything about this. Uh, ooh, Rawhead Rex getting a 4K restoration on Blu-ray. Get out of here! Yeah, 4K that could actually be done in four fucking K. I I'm surprised as you, I, I'm more surprised about that than hearing that he has AIDS. Uh, <laughs> There's no okay. I love me some Rawhead Rex, <laughs> and all I have is a VHS copy of that. Oh, here it is. That's uh, the uh, that's the quality of copy I have. It, it went so you're telling me it's going it's bypassing DVD and Blu-ray to to 4K Blu-ray right from from fucking VHS quality. And, uh, yeah. and I have the director's cut. Okay, I, I'm like out of the horror scene, so I hadn't heard anything about this. But yeah, I just found it on TMZ. Go figure. Uh, victorious in cousin sex HIV lawsuit. Uh, hell, uh, this is dated twelve twenty eight two thousand twelve. So I I missed this. Holy shit! This is that's four years ago. Okay, five. Uh, he's almost five. All right, I'll give you that. Four and a half. Um, no, I won't. It's fucking it's four and a half. Even, four and a four half. And a half. Four and a half. No, it's four or five. We had this discussion before with your son. Um, what? But yeah, uh, that, that's a ridiculous uh, conversation, by the way. I know it is. I'm not but... saying he's 56 months old. Okay, I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> he's four and a half. I know it's a ridiculous conversation, but and, I still and still and, and I'm not point. saying that he's five, uh, six years and 11 months old because he's got a birthday next week. But what is yeah, he now? He's six. Thank you. Uh, Barker's ex-boyfriend uh, sued the writer in June, uh, I guess 2012, claiming Barker gave him HIV in 96, then kicked him out of the street. Uh, he he alleged that um, he got HIV from having sex with his cousin. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he was accusing him of having sex with his cousin and catching AIDS before giving it to him. Uh, I was unaware of all of that. I have not been paying attention. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but no, hell, hey, Rawhead Rex, great. I was more shocked to hear that um, that uh, the clerk, the girl from Clerks, died. Yeah, I saw that. 
Yeah. And I believe that's... I believe she was married to the guy that played Randall. Or they were together at one point, or I they think, could yeah. still be so, together. Something like or that. Were. It was very ins- yeah. Well, they were like hiring girlfriends to be in the movie. What do you want? Well, yeah. Uh, uh, but um, yeah, Cl- Clyde Barker having AIDS that doesn't surprise me in the least. <laughs> um, I, it's a horrible thing to say, and and it's it's not. It um, <laughs> all, all I have to say is 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 watching Hell rewatching Hellblazer. Uh, not Hellblazer. Fucking um, oh, Ghost Rider. No, we're talking Clyde Barker. Hellraiser. Right? No, uh, um, uh, Nightbreed. I was gonna go Nightbreed, but it sounded nothing like Hellraiser because you said Hellblazer. Well, that, that was wrong. <laughs> uh, Night Nightbreed. Uh, rewatching Nightbreed. I, I think one of the things that occurred to me is he probably has AIDS by now. Oh my god! Yeah, I just. <laughs> Had you said uh, something like Night Blazer, I would have been like, okay, he means Nightbreed. <laughs> yeah, you're still harping on that part. I got you. A I bit. didn't say I wish he had AIDS. I was just saying he probably does. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I'm not, I wish he didn't. I, mean, I, I was a big Clyde Barker fan in the early days. Yeah, you yeah. made people go see Hellraiser 2. And As, apologized I, afterwards. Still apo- apologizing for it. I, I still am, yes. You, you mentioned it very recently on the show. <laughs> I, I and if you're, anybody's listening that I dragged to see Hellraiser two once again, I don't know how long I can keep saying I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was not. Know. I was not one of those people that you. You dragged. were not. Yeah. You, you, no. Otherwise, you'd still be demanding apologies. Uh, probably. Well, you you dragged us to all go see the Crow sequel. No, no, I don't. I didn't drag us. Everybody wanted to see that. I that no, was no. Everybody knew that was going to blow. Well, but we were hopeful. Yeah. It wasn't like I no no Hellraiser. I was like telling everybody, "Come on, we got to see this. Trust me, it'll be great." I remember I was I was almost physically for I drove. I was physically forcing people into my Hyundai to drive out and watch Hellraiser. <laughs> this is gonna be great. Bulletproof Hyundai. Yep. Um. With the my favorite bumper sticker was the 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 mean people suck, but you cut off the mean. So it just <laughs> yeah. said people suck. That's right. Loved it. My favorite was still, if you don't like my driving, call 1-800-RACER-X. Because <laughs> no one got it. Yeah, no, yeah, no one got it. Um, uh, Tim Burton, you hate Tim him. Tim Burton. Yeah, Tim Burton. Hate him. Uh, but, so, but yeah, so I can see him. That's another one where in the past I was like, well, he probably just didn't work well with Tim Burton. And then, But the minute I watched this, I, I was like, yeah, 100% Tim Burton has read the screenplay. I totally believe Kevin Smith on that. There's no reason not to believe him. It's just, it's just, it, yeah. No, no, and, oh, 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 no, he's like, so I, so I still say, oh, no, you're done. <laughs> and, and I bet as a comic book fan, I'm sure I, you, we can get the draft, Kevin Smith's draft, to be completely honest. Well, I read it. I read it when it came out. Oh, okay. As yeah. a comic book fan, a big comic book fan, or a, a big DC comic book fan that Kevin Smith is, I bet, uh, it, was, I bet it was fine. I probably needed to be cleaned up a little bit, but I bet, it was, he, I bet it was fine. Even for me, when I read it, it was too comic booky. It was too much? Like, well, he had he was throwing... He was doing what they're doing now. And they mentioned this in the documentary. He had Deadpool and... Uh, not Deadpool. Death... Uh, death uh, oh. Um, Deadshot. De- he had yep. Deadshot in there. He, he had all these other characters, uh, DC car- comic book characters in there, and they weren't doing that back then. Right. You didn't have... You know, because no one knew who these people yeah, were. You no, had no, cro- no crossover whatsoever. Right. Well, not even crossover. They weren't in anything. And there's, yeah. there was... You you would have to give backstory on all these characters, uh, like and pe- pe- producers like like fucking illiterate uh, Peters don't even know who these people are. It's like well, I, I you know what's what's I you know, 
so, so you're introducing 20 characters that no one knows. That's why the way they're doing it now with the Marvel Universe and, the, and, and with the DC Universe to a lesser extent is that they're doing all these individual origin story films. So great, now we can have five of them in one film. Right, yeah. And we, we can explain the origins of two of them, three of them we already know. Bam. I mean, but the, again, Kevin Smith's script was along the lines of what we're doing now. He was ahead of his time. But even when I read it then, I was like, this is not getting made. <laughs> be, be, because specifically of that, I mean, because look at the shit that was coming out then. And even, and even when they did... Even though, like, Schumacher's Batman had, like, three villains at once. These are villains. Yeah. And they're pretty stock villains, too, except at the very end. Um, just, just, uh, so, again, like, all the artists involved in this had nothing had nothing to do with them. It had to do with the producers just being fucking idiots and demanding all this shit and then when the budget comes back yeah this budget's too big so oh i guess we shouldn't have demanded all this shit but they don't say that they just say oh we have to change the script with you know they want this they want that and then like and then of course the studio has all these bombs in a row he's like yeah we're not we're not dumping money yeah uh, they actually they well because they said that superman lives and kevin smith chose that title which stuck because it was supposed oh, yeah, to call original script was uh, superman, superman reborn, reborn. Yeah, yeah reborn um so you know they said that uh he said he always thought Fletch Lives was kind of cool so he's like I'm going to do Superman Lives that's and the one that's the one thing I wish he hadn't said that's the only part I was like dude shut up cuz he said I always loved Fletch Lives I thought that was badass so I said you know what Superman Lives sounds badass <laughs> Did you, you know at one point he was uh Kevin Smith was slated to do uh more Fletch movies Yes he was yeah, they were going to reboot. Uh, I mean, I don't even know what they were considering a reboot at the time, but they were going to reboot it and, and do a whole based on the novels. So it was going to be a bit uh, grittier, less goofy. Yeah, I would have liked to see that. Yeah, I, I read. I didn't. I haven't read all of the Fletch novels. I read. I, I think a third of them or half of them. Uh, but it, that would happen. That would happen now as like a miniseries. Yeah, or a series. I can see them doing that now. Fletch the TV show. On like cable or something, or Bravo or whatever, whoever the fuck's doing them, <laughs> you know. But I mean, yeah, I mean they're doing Hap and Leonard, and and all these other books are getting, um, you know, Handmaid, The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, <laughs> that was another one. I told Holly, yeah, The Handmaid's Tale says no, it's Handmaidens. Handmaidens. It's like, like what? It's The Handmaidens Tale. It's no, no, the name of the book's Handmaids. It's no, it's Handmaidens. <laughs> no, it's Handmaidens. No. That doesn't make sense because it's a handmaiden. Why? Why would they call it a handmaid? Lopita, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know where she's coming from, and she makes sense, yeah. but she's still wrong. Yes, so I was that, like, that's no, right. No, it's handmaids. <laughs> it's like, well, it should be handmaidens, and no, it's handmaidens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I gotta tell you real quick. It's totally off topic. Okay. Uh, we've been watching these uh, forensic. TV shows, uh, like '90s forensic TV shows right. on uh, Netflix, fucking hilarious. Nothing better than like making fun of uh, like death forensics shows, and then and every other episode is someone killing their wife or husband. Or like, yeah, yeah, no, I'd, I'd get away with it. And <laughs> but she, but she found a new one like uh, on occultist crimes, oh, which wow. we know there's no such fucking thing. And <laughs> she's like, oh, Scott, you got to see this one. We were just watching it before the show, and. The, the name of it is Ah Satan. 
because the one girl's name is Natasha. And by uh, P.S. in the real life, they were goths, and there was no satanic thing at all. They were just a bunch of kids that that killed somebody to steal their van. Oh, That's it. God. That's it. But they're saying, oh, there was, and there was rumors that they were they were drinking each other's bloods to gain strength. And the one woman, like older lady, you can tell, either partially inbred, illiterate, or both. And she was a district attorney's uh, assistant, so that goes a long way. But it wasn't Tennessee. And, uh, uh, but she's like saying, oh, uh, yeah, and, 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 uh, and also like this, like, retired cop. And these, these cops, are like, yeah, you know, all those kids weren't into Satanism. Sure, they were sheriff. Yes, they definitely were. And the big thing is that, she, yeah, she would spell her name backwards because Natasha spelled backwards is, ah, Satan. <laughs> and <it's>, oh. <laughs> so, Great. Now, you know that there is a channel, uh, a cable channel, well, you might not get it, but it's called ID, Investigation um, Discovery. Where, I, do know, I do know that channel. I've watched it at your house, and I probably don't get it since we don't have cable. Okay. All they show on that is exactly what you're watching. I basically call it True Crime the Channel. Oh, it is. It's great. I, it's, I've watched Yeah. I love I it. Watch, I watch that channel in hotel rooms at, at 2 in the morning when I've been like traveling for for work. It's like, that's, yeah, this is the only thing I want to watch because it's so stupid. Yeah. The reenactments are hilarious. <laughs> I was, what they should do, and if I had like if I had the wherewithal to start my own production company, I'd do it right now. But I don't. Okay. I, I'm not too lazy for this shit. But they need to just, they need to get me like, these old ones that, that like, copyright no one wants them anymore buy them buy like the, the buy the buy them for a song and play all the audio exactly as is all the things but all the reenactments have like comedian improv comedians do the reenactments <laughs> almost Keep like drunk everything. like drunk history yeah but it just, but not like except yeah it, it definitely like drunk history but except just keep the audio um keep the actual interviews but then all the all that other stuff they put in between, all, all the, the the stock footage and the slides and the fake stuff, all that stuff, just improv the shit out of that, or get comedians to script whatever. But you know, so it's it's like semi legit, but it's not. I want to say that they are doing something like that. It might not be for uh, like uh, like ID type TV shows, but I uh, want to say your concept is actually being worked out to be done right now for something that, that, I, that I hope I then I want to see it please point me in the right direction because that's be fucking awesome yeah I, how do you watch these things and not just like make fun of them non-stop exactly oh man so anyway to kind of end on uh the death of superman lives oh um real briefly yeah. let's talk about Nicolas Cage okay interesting choice very interesting uh, choice uh one of the biggest actors at the time uh really just came off of he won an Oscar, uh, Con Air. Everything he was doing was basically a hit at that point. The Rock, I mean, yeah. all of this stuff. He was a like a can't miss kind of actor at that time. He was, he was an A list actor. Yeah, he, at he that was. time, you really couldn't miss if you had him in your movie. Um, and that's obviously why he was buying, you know, dinosaur bones. <laughs> you know, he was uh, spending money, and and that's why he's making all of these movies now because he was in such horrible debt. Um, but back then, he, it, he was like your go-to. He was a no-brainer. Um, I don't know if he would have been a good Superman. He would have been an interesting Superman. He would have. 
I don't know if it would have been a good one, but definitely interesting. Um, it probably would have been a darker Superman, which is what any Superman fan was clamoring for. Even though we grew up with the Christopher uh, until Reeve... We, until we got Man of Steel and suddenly it's too dark. Yeah, fuck that. And so, I know... And I don't know if you go back. I even I was complaining about some of these superhero villains being too dark, but that's in general. I'm not wasn't specifically Man of Steel, right? Um, so it, it would have been different. I probably would have been okay with it. Looking mm-hmm. back now, I probably still would be okay with him being Superman, even though I feel that he might not still even now not have been the right choice. But I still would have found it interesting, it, compelling enough anyway. Like I said, it wouldn't have been a great film, but it would have remained in everybody's memory and would have remained a part of the mythos. Again, unlike uh, Snyder's, uh, Snide, Snyder's Mr. Uh, not Snack, not Snyder, um, Singer. So Brian Singer, asks. yeah. Yeah, Mr. Singer's Snide little, uh, we're not going to be like this. Like, no, you're not. You're going to be forgotten because yeah, you're a fucking hack. <laughs> that's why he went back to doing X-Men films. Yeah, because he was so good with so good at that. I'm so happy he didn't touch Logan, though. Have you seen that yet? I, you know, I've been Dude, waiting for the right moment because I want to be in the right frame of mind. They were not fucking around with that movie. I've been holding off because every time I want to go see, it's like I don't know if I'm. In, I, I want to make sure I'm like focused because yeah. I really want. No, like I, it. I, I, w- I want you to want to be focused to watch that yeah. film. You gotta um, be. You gotta be in the right frame of mind. You gotta want to watch it because. They seriously did not fuck around with that movie. Now, when you watch that movie, you get you get to hear you know swear words, you know fuck, motherfucker, all that stuff, and your instinct might like I was for like a split second might be like okay, they're doing that to get that R rating, but then as you that goes away very quickly because as you watch the film, you're like no, this feels right. It feels right, you know, hearing Logan, Wolverine say, fuck you, or go fuck yourself, or what the fuck, or whatever he's saying. It works. It feels the way it should be. It just feels right. They did not fuck around with this movie. They did not. And when you watch it, I I either want to review it, or at the very least, I just want to talk about it. Sure. Two two quick things about um, Death of Superman that stuck with me. One... Uh, the fact that uh, this asshole, uh, John Peters, who would bring his children to the production. Oh, yeah, they did mention that in the documentary. Uh, and and, and, like, and when, when they're describing that, I'm like, that's a fucking Trump move if I've ever heard one. Uh, yeah, because you know, kids are honest. It's like, yeah. you know what? You're making a, a potentially at the time it would have been a two to $300 million movie. Hey, to be fair, they could read. Yeah. Now, what what pissed me off about him the most was when they were interviewing that one uh, artist that they they made that skull ship. He's oh, like, right. I don't know, I don't know where it is now. Probably in Peter's office. And then you have a clip of the director, uh, like in Peter's office, showing the glass case. With like, hey, we found it. It's, it's like, yeah, it's here. It's like, so like, there you go. Here's this asshole with no fucking cr- imagination or creativity at all. Can't even fucking read yet. And he had, had hires people to make shit for him, and then like picks what he likes. And now he's got this thing in a glass case, like he created it. He didn't do shit. <laughs> he didn't do a fucking thing. That's what pissed me off. And the other thing I loved the most was um, that part where Tim Burton's making fun of um, 
the costumes from the first Superman yeah. with Jarrell. So yeah, I kept waiting for Jarrell to like blow up like Je- a popcorn. Oh, like, yeah, because he looked Pop, like Jiffy the, Pop. The tinfoil. And I'm like, that's kind of funny. What's, can we cut back to that uh, bat, that uh, Catwoman costume from your second movie, you fucking hack cocksucker? <laughs> you know, that, that body that body length uh, cartoonish costume that she, she made out of a miniskirt and a jacket? You fuck. <laughs> I gotta hate him. That's all. Those two. Of the, I thought both of those were very ironic and kind of explained why this film didn't happen. It had nothing to do with the screenwriters or the people that created the universe that these people couldn't fucking get done. Yeah. That's all. Polar bears. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin. You know, maybe I'll watch Clerks too. <laughs> <laughs> now, because Kevin Smith won me, won me back on this one. It's like, yeah, 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 he's right. Oh, you know what else I loved uh, before we like kind of end the show because we're going long tonight. Yeah. Um, well, we did review two documentaries. Yes, uh, we did. So, but one of the things I really liked was near the end of the documentary. It's like one of the last things that they talk about is Kevin Smith. They go back to him and they say, you know, uh, the after they announced Warner Brothers because they had bomb after bomb after bomb, they literally had like eight to ten bombs in a row and they said listen we just we have no faith we can't we just can't go and put two three hundred million dollars in the superman lives uh we just we're not going to do it so warner brothers said yeah we're not we're not doing it we can't and they basically yep. took all of that money and they put it in Wild Wild West. <laughs> the, Which had his giant fucking spider in it. With Right. Uh, with Kevin Smith uh, uh, was talking about and it had Will Smith and Kev, uh, Kenneth Branagh. And they're talking to Kevin Smith and he goes, you know, the I, I went to go see Wild Wild West. And at the end of it, they had this giant mechanical spider just running around terrorizing everything. And then he saw the credits and he saw John Peter's name. He goes, that motherfucker got his giant spider. (laughs) (laughs) I just just thought that was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. Because that Ah. motherfucker got his giant spider. And he got some of that fucking polar bear in Man of Steel in a Superman movie at the Fortress of Solitude. I would lo- I would love to talk to Snyder or find out in some way that he was like, yeah, I heard all about that. I thought it was fucking hilarious, so I just threw it in there just for a split second. Or John Peters like, you got to put like a polar bear or something at the Fortress of Solitude. Or he pitched him the same idea. He's like, you got to have like a fight or something uh, at the Fortress of Solitude with like a polar bear. And Snyder's like, this fucking guy's nuts. And he threw it in there. He's like. Yeah, here's your polar bear asshole. I, I just I just can't believe this motherfucker's still working. It's Peters? Yeah. Yeah. He's um he's producing uh Bradley Cooper's version of um uh, A Star is Born. Yeah. Right By the now. way, also uh, just, and I know we glossed over it, but just to clarify, he also produced Superman Returns. Oh, did he really? Yeah. What's what's his resume? Let's let's go that over that super quick uh, before we go um, ahead and end the show. The new stuff or the old stuff? Anything, all the way from the beginning. He doesn't have that much. Well, he, well the, the reason he was such a big guy is because he had his hands in a lot of uh, very, uh, very popular, uh, prosperous films. Uh, he was a he was a producer on um, uh, going back from Batman, uh, Rain Man, Gorillas in the Mist, uh, well, Caddyshack too. <laughs> 
Um, who's that girl? He was involved with Madonna in a couple of things. Oh, really? Uh, Witches of Eastwick, Clan of the Cave Bear. Oh, that's how he got Nicholson. No, he knew Nicholson back from when he almost beat him up because he, he uh, yelled at his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back, Nicholson yelled at Peter's girlfriend? Yeah, and, uh, out of his car. For probably then, uh, good and, reason. And then he chased him down and dragged him out of his car. It's all in the book, Hit and Run. <laughs> I swear you had something to do with it. Yeah, but again, another guy, like, he knows him. He's like, oh, let's get Jack Nicholson for this. Yeah, because he's known the fucker for 30 years. Uh, but he, you know, Color Purple. Um... Oh, oh, oh! My favorite thing. Uh, people talk in, in hit of the hit, hits and runs. I, I gotta read this to you real quick, and you're gonna you're gonna thank me for it, and then we'll wrap up. Okay. Um. Uh, I just gotta look up the index because I lost the page. I almost marked it because that would have been smart. Uh, he, oh yeah, Legend of Billy Jean. He also produced Legend of Billy Jean. Oh, that's right. And one of the people was talking about how this guy is just a complete, just idiot. And it was when they were working on Legend of Billy Jean. Uh, and it's not on page uh, 127, so it's 134 or 136. Uh, he has the quote here. Oh, damn it. No. It's got to be 136. Yeah. <laughs> um, when the screenwriter was working with the Legend of Billy, uh, on, with him on that, um, uh, Cohen, and uh, here he goes. Every script was analyzed based on cock, pussy, killing, and rock and roll, and what the movie hit was the last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's the John Peters view of the movie. He would say, what I love about Billie Jean is, you know, she's got this pussy. She's young, and she hasn't had any cock. She's probably a virgin. She's out there, and this guy tries to rape her. I'm telling you, it was like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and, and once I read that, I was like, it's fucking Trump. There yeah, you go. That's it. Grab her by there the pussy. <laughs> just... Holy shit. <laughs> it's an entertaining book just for the John Peters bullshit. It's just <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Oh, and I should get a percentage plugging it so much. But yeah, I, I, You I, should. I put an Amazon link on our Facebook page, so if you're interested in t checking it out, uh, there's, an, there's a Kindle version, but you can probably get the paperback copy used cheaper. Uh, just go to our Facebook page and check it out. But uh, um, they were both great documentaries. Oh, yeah. No, I, I yeah. really enjoyed both of them. Um, probably enjoyed Yodorovsky's doing a little more uh, if I had to choose between the two. But both of them are really good and really well done. And they're both film-wise, like I had said at the very, very beginning of when we started the show, they're very similar in style about how they're both unmade films, mm -hmm. uh, famous for being unmade, and they use a lot of storyboard, they use a lot of concept art, they use a lot of, um, well, not Yodorovsky's Dune, but they actually had test footage, uh, like the Industrial Light and Magic test footage of, of Nicolas Cage flying, or like a stunt double flying, um, Nicolas Cage wearing the costume, talking about the film. So it, it it they're both very well made, um, and, and they're it's very very fascinating. Both of them. I would love in the future to revisit this and review two documentaries on films that were made, and film uh, documentaries basically on how they were fucked up. Sure. Do they have a documentary uh, documentary for Bonfire of the Vanities or anything like that? 
there's a book, The Devil's Candy. Okay. Uh, I don't think they made that into a documentary, but the one that came to mind is Lost. Is what? They should make I that agree. into a documentary. Uh, but the one that I know that exists is Lost Soul, The Doomed Journey of Richard Stanley's Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh, God. That's the one with Brando and. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ron Perlman and I mean, I, it's on my list. I haven't watched. I haven't watched it. It's been there for a long time. I, I've been dying to watch it. And it, uh, Island of Doctor Moreau, or as Holly calls it, the Island of Doctor Chivago. <laughs> um, here I'll recommend this to you. Uh-oh. Uh Mark Marin, he does a podcast called What the Fuck or WTF. Yeah, I, 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 used, I used to listen to it uh, when I when I had listen time. to the interview he does with Ron Perlman. They. Perlman talks a whole bunch about the the island of Dr. Moreau. Ooh. And it's really fucking good. I gotta go back and check. I used to, I used to cherry pick his episodes, the first people that I wanted to listen to. Right. Uh, I should go back and do that, because he does talk, he does talks a lot of people in the industry, and he some does. of them, I just, I remember, I, I remember, I, uh, this was years ago, I listened to the one where he, he talked to, um, uh, um, Mr. Geek Guy. God damn it. It, it. It's getting late and too much gin. I'm losing my mind. Mr. Geek. Um, uh, the, the short... Uh, Oliver. Oliver... Um, Actor? Comedian. Comedian? Yeah. Doesn't ring a bell. Hold on. I'll, I'll get you because I follow on Twitter. Um, God damn it. Uh, Oswald. Pat Oswald. Oh, Pat and Oswald. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember listening to the one with Pat and Oswald. And I mean, like, it's one of those things where he, he starts talking about just getting getting behind a woman in the grocery store on the way to the podcast. And it's just, it's all fucking comic gold. <laughs> that guy is just, Pat and Oswald is just on point even when he's just like traveling to, to a show. I, I've, I, I'm a huge fan of his. Um, but yeah, I, I got to go back and listen to the, so Ron Perlman episode. Ron Perlman, check it out. Mark Marin. It's not that old. I think it's only a few months old uh, that okay. the interview was done. I mean, Ron Perlman talks about the beginning of his career, um, you know, from a little kid to finally starting to make it, uh, going to like this Jewish deli restaurant, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like he, he, they, they, they go through. It's I think it's like an hour interview. It's or forty five minutes. And he talks about the island of Dr. Moreau and <laughs> talks about being a huge fan of Brando and his interaction with him. It's just, and he, he does like a Brando impersonation. It's not perfect, but you could, you could feel it. You could, you could visualize it. Really fucking good interview. Really good. I highly recommend that episode. I cherry picked it because sometimes I listen to podcasts other than our own when I'm in like an hour and a half fucking commute. And uh, I was like, you know, I'd love to hear Ron Perlman talk about stuff like Hellboy and, you know, Kronos and things like that. Because he does. He talks a little bit about all of that. But the yeah. Island of Dr. Moreau uh, stuff that he talks about is really fucking good. It's really I'm on good. it. Yeah, definitely it. listen to that. I really enjoyed that, that episode of his podcast. All right. I think we're running a little late tonight. It's a long yes, we episode. Are. We haven't done one of those in a real long time. By the way, I rated both both documentaries again, both an eight. Perfect. I'm fine with All both right. of that. <laughs> All right. Uh, as always, thank you for joining us. Uh, episode 246, uh, steadily approaching 250, which is a milestone for us. But episode 246 of Movie Sucktastic. Go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. Uh, 
Download the show there, listen to the show there. Tune in live every Thursday at 8 o'clock. You can watch it right from the website. Um, you can go to iTunes and you can download the show or listen to it there as well. You can go to Facebook.com slash MovieSucktastic and you can see everything from when we go live to trailers to just movie news, things we post, it goes there. You can go to Scott's Tumblr page. It's MovieSucktastic.tumblr.com. You can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. You can also leave us email. The address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. If you want, you can download the free Android app for your phone or tablet. And the mobile version of the website has been uh, temporarily disabled because, fuck, it ain't working right. (laughs) I get a lot of people complaining that when they go to our website, it loads the mobile version. It happened to me. I updated my Flash player, then it went to the regular one. But you know what? It should be telling you, hey, fuckface, you need to update your Flash player. And then you you could see this. Here's my problem. Google Chrome's been telling me to update my Flash player every day for like a month now, and I'm getting fucking sick of it. Then you should update your Flash player. I did! It keeps telling me again. Well, you know what's weird about that? Flash is built into Chrome. It shouldn't be telling you to do anything. I know, and that's why I hate to say... Uh, for some sites I go to, like our website, I've been using Edge. Really? I now I'm not, since I'm not I dis- a since man. I since I disabled the the mobile version, have you gone to it? Um, with Chrome? Yes, I just did, and it works fine. And it works fine. So I don't. Uh, no, it I, doesn't. Did it? What did it do? Did it break? All I've it, all I've got is um, just the like a, a, all the backslides. That's it. The, in one scroll. The, what the website's sl- not showing up. The what slides? The the, the background slides. Oh my god. What is happening? Yeah. I did nothing. Nothing changed. Yeah, I, I, I blame I blame Chrome. But if I go to uh, moviesucktastic.com on um on Edge it works fine. Edge. I'll, hold on. I'll just tell you right now for our listeners who are desperate to know which web browser to use. <sighs> Edge is working fine. It you know what? It's possible that you just need to update to the newest version of Chrome, but you know but what? Shouldn't it, shouldn't it do that automatically? It should do it automatically, and it shouldn't bother. It shouldn't. It should fucking say, "Hey, your version of Flash is old. Update or." No, is it, it says Chrome is up to date. I don't know. Then I blame Chrome. All I know is you that know? the website has been working fine for the last three or four years since I redesigned it, and now in the last month or two. By the way, not the only website I'm having problem with on Chrome recently. Really. I got a whole to do with Amazon because they, because uh, I was like they removed the option to sort your your wish list by price from lowest to highest. <laughs> and uh, now, in my defense, I emailed them twice and nobody there figured it out either. They just said, "Well, you should do it on your phone." I'm like, "You're an asshole." <laughs> but then I check, I ch- I checked my phone and I checked Edge, and it's wor- it, it appears fine there. For some reason, those options aren't appearing on Chrome. So wow. I blame Chrome. Oh. Uh, something's going on with Chrome, and they're fucking up. Something's happening. Anyway, yeah. the music has faded out, and now we have no music, so... Oh, goodbye. Do, do you have any words of wisdom? Ah, <laughs> uh, Satan. Ah, uh, Satan. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>